0: Go in the home with open eyes, whether you're seeing them once a week, once a month, once a year, always keep your eyes
1: and ears open. Can the person living at home get around safely? Can they do the things that they need to do every day to take care of themselves? Can they remember to do them? Are they able to do them?
2: Hi again, welcome to This Day and Age, where we bring together experts in all things aging, from Holland Home Faith Hospice and Atrial Home Care. We do this to provide you with important information needed to help you and your loved ones make confident decisions while navigating life's journey. I'm Phil Tower. In this episode, we're very pleased to be joined by Kate Sylvester of Atrial Health at Home. Also, Kim Fisher, who's an occupational therapist with Atrial Home Health. They are here. They are Experts, as we've had in every one of our podcast episodes for this day and age, experts here to help educate you and me about staying safe in the home when choosing to age in place. That's for our elderly parents or maybe grandparents. And wonderfully, there are many options available for providing peace of mind for your older loved ones in your family. That's great. This is 2022. We're going to talk about technology and all kinds of cool things that are available First of all, Kim Fisher, to my left, if you're keeping score at home while you listen to this podcast. Kim, thank you for joining us. Yes. Kate Sylvester is with us as well. Kate was with us on a previous episode, she, so she's a veteran of this day and age. Kate, welcome back to the podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks so much. Happy to be back.
2: Well, I'm really excited about this episode because I was saying to Kim earlier before we started recording this episode, this is one of those things that keeps adult children of aging parents up at night there's no question about it that concern of a fall we've all had uh, a story a a relative or a friend who had a parent fall in a home and then there's hospitalization and rehab and in in the most extreme cases it it could end up in someone passing away so obviously being proactive about safety in the home is really important Um, i'm going to start with you kate just in a general sense and, and Kim certainly fill in the blanks, some of the top concerns when we look at adults, an older parent of ours who wants to, you know, age in place in their home. What are some of the top concerns when we think about this area?
1: Yeah, good question. I would say some of the the biggest concerns we have is is the home safe? Can the person living at home get around safely? Can they do the things that they need to do every day to take care of themselves? Can they remember to do them? Are they able to do them? Are they able to do them on their own? And a big thing that we see is as time goes on, things become more difficult Mm -hmm. and falls can happen. um, Just slipping can happen. Accidents can happen. We see that a lot so that that's one of the biggest concerns. We see some memory issues as well. So we try to do our best at Atrial Home Care to alleviate some of these issues and look for them, find them, and find some easy solutions that we can bring to the home, to the client.
2: Well, and in the world of medicine, the field of medicine, Kim Fisher, we have all kinds of therapists. You happen to be an occupational therapist therapist, which is really, it's right in the wheelhouse of this subject for people who want to, even with some limitations physically, they want to continue to live in their home. What should an adult child of an aging parent who wants to live in their home, what are the kinds of things they should look out for when taking a visit to mom and dad or, or maybe in the process of caring for them? What do they need to be on the lookout for?
0: Go in the home with open eyes, whether you're seeing them once a week, once a month, once a year. Always keep your eyes and ears open with mobility, cognition, um, the ability to safely take their own medication. Um, Are you noticing any new unfamiliar bruises? Um, Even clothing. Um, I've had patients where I've really noticed that, boy, they seem to be in the same outfit every time I go to see them. You know, are they changing their clothes? Wow. You know, some yeah. people really minimize, oh, I'm doing fine, you know, but come to find out they're having real difficulty reaching their feet to change their socks, their shoes. Um, how is their vision? You know, how is their their dexterity in their fingers? Can yeah. they manage their medications? Um, These are some of the things. Um, Are they eating? What's their refrigerator look like? Do they have fresh food in there? Um, So I'm going to stop you right
2: there. And uh, overarching all of this is stop making assumptions. You grew up with parents who were 20 or 30 years younger when you grew up with them. And now they may be facing a whole set of limitations that A, they're too proud to tell you. And B, and I know Kate, you've heard this too. We don't ask those questions of mom and dad, you know. What do you mean, can I tie my shoes or can I change my socks? That's an uncomfortable question to ask you guys. It really is. Have you yeah. encountered that before?
1: It, it can be uncomfortable, and so I think what Kim said is is really important. Maybe you don't always have to ask these questions uh, right to their face, but maybe you just observe. Maybe yeah. you just watch when you're there. You know, we always see a lot of things around holidays, right, because all yeah. the families get together, and yeah. you can see how your parents are doing. So I think as a as a family member, as a loved one, it's just being aware of the situation of the home when you're there. How are they doing? What are they doing independently? And what are, they, what are they struggling with? And as a loved one of that person, trying to find some solutions when you see them struggling a bit.
2: Yeah. Again, there's that just go in there with open eyes, be observant. And it really starts even with a point where you look at pulling in the driveway. Is there something that is an obstacle that your aging parent could hit or is the garage door button easy to reach yes or is that a fall risk yes you know in, in a, is most homes when you access the home from the garage there may need to be a rail or a grab bar in there too i've seen i've been in a lot of homes where those appear on the wall in a garage, which uh, are are also helpful for somebody carrying in a bag of groceries, whether you're 75 or 45 years old. So that's really important. Kim Fisher, you are an occupational therapist with Atria Home Health. And one of the things you do, which is a really cool thing for anybody listening to this podcast is with an aging parent, you provide home risk evaluations. So this is really a part of being proactive. Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Yes, um, I did a home safety evaluation just this week. That's all I did. The, this person was not receiving home care and no skilled, there was no nurse, no physical or occupational therapist. Mm. The the insurance company wanted me to go in and do a risk assessment. Um, and so, I looked at everything the hour I was there i did I did take vitals because there had been falls, and that was the reason for oh, this referral okay. yeah. and they wanted to make sure that the person was safe in the home and I look at vitals, get a little bit of a history. Is there a common scenario to where the falls are happening or why they're happening? Um, I look at medications, how are they managing them how are they are they able to get them from the pharmacy? How is their bathing going? I find when people start declining in their mobility, in their, in their general abilities, um, bathing and hygiene is, besides medication management, um, the bathing, the hygiene starts declining too. And that's right. another clue. And so I look at the accessibility, um, floor design. I even look at footwear. Um, It's been amazing that footwear can be a contributing factor. I had one year, it was one fall several years ago, had a multitude of falls that were all related to open back shoes. And they were twisting their ankles and ankle fractures. It was just a rash. But I do find, um, or wearing too big or too small of shoes contributes Mm -hmm. to a fall or a decline in their mobility. Yeah. So I don't overlook. I'm. I go in with as a skilled therapist, really analyzing the environment, the person's cognition, their vision, um, resources, support. I'm looking at everything.
2: Yeah. That's. It's really important to hear you talk about those things because so many things are taken for granted, um, but there are also certain rooms of the house can, as you referenced. A bathroom can be a place with even greater risk because you know you have the transfer from a tub or shower, Correct. and and getting out. Even something as simple as getting on or off a toilet can be a challenge for our older parents. And just you know, taking a look at that. I also read something you guys that was recently was said. One of the biggest risks in any home is a throw rug, a safety rug. Correct. People tripping over yes. rugs and things on the floor or even a dog toy so just probably scan the floor as well too.
0: Yes. And even flooring changes, flooring design, um, even the width of doorways. Um, This one home assessment I did this week, it was a older like built in the late 60s ranch home and the codes were different then and the doorway was like 25 inches wide so she could not get a traditional walker to Mm -hmm. the door so she was using a unique three-wheeled walker to get into the door interesting yeah
2: so you talked about some of the things you can do what what are some other recommendations in terms of proactively uh, reducing accidents falls other types of risks and uh, of a parent injuring themselves in a home.
0: Yeah, well, this one home assessment I did this week. That actually, the family and the client had done an excellent job. She had all of the durable medical equipment, meaning she had she had different walkers for different for the different appropriate um, mobility. She had a hmm. tub transfer bench. She had grab bars. She had a good support system, but her balance was not good. Um, if she took her hands off, the, if she took both hands off the walker, she, she did have balance and come to find out two of the three falls she had were related to ha- taking both of her hands off the walker reaching like at the stove. And this was a woman that was still cooking and mm. she was asking me that was one thing that she wanted to keep doing. And so I analyzed her balance and her kitchen design and come to find out the day before I saw her, she'd actually had put something hot on her walker tray she had a tray on her walker and there was a burn mark there and so that told me she was at risk for getting injured not just a fall but injured from a burn yeah and i i made the recommendation that you could still contribute in the kitchen maybe from sitting help with setup but when i came to preparing something hot I would prefer family helping her you know taking stuff out of the oven um, putting grabbing heavy bulky items it wasn't safe for her to do that any longer because of her balance
2: yeah that's a great point because if, if as you think about it so many things in the kitchen are up above yes and or down below or down below and if you have a balance issue that can become a real potential risk uh, that is really good to know. We are speaking with Kate Sylvester of Atrial Help at Home, also Kim Fisher, that's who you just heard speaking, of Atria Home Health, as we talk about keeping our loved ones safe in the home as they continue to age in place, which is a very empowering, important thing. Let's talk about personal emergency re- response systems. That sounds like a big term. They've come a long way. I'm thinking of the commercial we saw millions of times on TV. Kate, you're already laughing at me. The help I've fallen and I can't get up, but it's it has come a long way. Am I in the right category, Kate Sylvester?
1: You are in the right category. Okay. Yes. So, so it's
2: twenty twenty two, enlighten me.
1: Yes. Yeah, so we there's been a few upgrades, thankfully. But you're right. Personal emergency response systems is kind of a mouthful, so I use the term PERS or PERS unit. So you might hear me say that a few times, and that's what I'm referring to. But yes, we Atrio Help at Home we partner with a um, a provider of these, and they're all all sorts of different kinds. So you have your basic landline unit that would work in a home that um, you have a landline in it. You can wear the pendant around your neck. You can wear it on your wrists. And essentially, it's there to provide you help if you fall, if you are feeling scared, unsure, whatever the reason, you're able to press that button on the pendant. And then you are connected to a live dispatch unit. And you can tell the person, hey, I've fallen, I need help, or I don't feel well, whatever the issue or the emergency is. And then from that uh, point, the, the people would contact the person that you want them to contact. So essentially, you have a, a responder list that you set up. So these PERS units are really, really helpful to provide peace of mind for family, for caregivers. They're very affordable. They're non-intrusive. The, the minimal cost with the peace of mind alone is is so worth it. Absolutely, but like I said, so that's pretty much the basic one. If you don't have a landline, they have a cellular unit. Or if you're a really, really active senior and you're leaving the home a lot, they have a Uh, a go mobile one, that will go anywhere that you have cell phone signal. So if you are just active, you leave the house a lot, you go on vacation, you go to church, you go to the grocery store, that will go anywhere with you. Anytime you have an issue, a fall, like I said, a slip, you can go ahead and press that button. You get help right away. A live person, they can then go ahead and contact your emergency contact list, which you set up. Um, And then all of these units are available to have a fall detector in them. So, you know, this is kind of that worst case scenario, which I hate even talking about, but it's real life. You could fall, you could have an injury that's bad enough that maybe you're, you're unable to talk, you're unable to press a button. And these automatic fall sensors, uh, based on an algorithm and kind of the velocity of the fall, the velocity of the hit, they can um, detect that there's a fall. They can automatically call for help. And that really is, that's a life-saving thing for somebody. Absolutely, yeah. So when we look at safety in the home, when we're looking at people that are aging, these PERS units are one of our first recommendation Again, because they're non-intrusive. They're completely cost effective they can range anywhere from you know twenty five dollars a month to fifty dollars a month, which really is is nothing you know yeah. it's a dollar a day or less to provide that that peace of mind yeah I agree
2: you said it earlier I mean peace of mind that is something you really almost can't even put a, a price on yet that's very affordable, and your parents are probably paying way more for that for cable television, so just keep it in that perspective. There are some other devices in this great day and age of technology and things that have been improved, uh, obviously, other devices that help support living safely and independently in the home. Uh, This is interesting. Kim Fisher with HRO Home Health, you had mentioned medication. This happened with my aging father. After my mother passed away, he was living alone, and he had a hard time remembering, did I take this? Mm -hmm. Did it so... Yet we had to be very proactive on that. But there's some medication setups and reminders you can use, right? Correct.
0: Yes, there is. Talk and a
2: little bit about that, will you?
0: Yeah. You know, the there is many different options and they can the costs really runs the gamut. You can find Um, electronic dispensers that are inexpensive and effective. I had one client that just had a small one that beeped and she had, she was legally blind. That's the main reason she needed it, you know, and the Mm -hmm. reminder, and she could feel it and dispense it. And she was only taking like three medications, but that was so important. But they can go all the way up to $1,000 and be programmed through mm-hmm. like an example is Philips. You can have them programmed, but they are so effective. I've only seen positive outcomes with having an electronic um, medication dispenser. Yeah. And I do recommend them if it is is recommended Um for that individual.
2: Sometimes a lockbox may be needed as well?
0: That sometimes... I haven't personally come in too much contact with those recently, but they are effective and they are indicated in the appropriate situation. Right. In the case of
2: overdosage. Yep, yep. Yeah. And, and that might have somewhere... That certainly might be, uh, you know, an unintended... Consequence of somebody who doesn't know about the prop- appropriate dose, yeah. or yeah, I took this medication, but no, I'm, I'm not sure I did, so I'm going to take it again.
0: Yeah. Medications are very complex, and I think it's worth having um, an occupational therapist if there is a concern with medication management, having an occupational therapist assess the situation because there could be a whole gamut of reasons. It could be memory, it could be vision. It could be dexterity. I had somebody just recently, a very with it man, about 80, with a multitude of chronic comorbidities, one of them being chronic heart failure. He was on a multitude of medications. And the doctor's office wanted me to analyze well, why did he miss these three doses of a very important heart medication over the weekend. And I sat down with him one day. And again, re, re, just to review, this guy was very sharp cognitively. So come to find out when I analyzed he was it was his setup he just was putting everything on his lap and he did have poor dexterity he because of his heart failure he, and arthritis he had fingers that were kind of puffy
2: mm-hmm. and
0: did not have good dexterity and he was just sitting everything on his lap and he, a couple of times the pills fell on the floor and, and he couldn't reach them yeah. yeah and he was what he was trying to do he was trying to refill his 7 day a week a medication tray which is a very another effective way of managing your, med- your medications if you got good cognition and so I just kind of modified and helped him redesign how he went about his routine of refilling his tray his medication tray effectively and it was just real simple solutions you know setting it up on a tv tray you know next to his recliner um, also, contrast, um, making sure he could see the pills because all the pills are white. The medication tray is white, and you got to make sure that oh, they can see the contrast.
2: Yeah, Kate Sylvester, I want to talk with you. Kate Sylvester's with atrial help at home. I want to talk with you about this idea of one of our parents, as they age in place at home, with some health concerns. Um, Kim just mentioned cardiac issues, there may be pulmonary issues, there may be mobility issues, things that require monitoring. And now we have, again, thanks to better technology, we have ways to uh, help them continue to live in home but also get those check-ins Um, with monitoring of all kinds of things. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, so what you're referring to, Phil, is telehealth monitoring. So we see some clients that have, like you said, different diagnoses. And based on what those are, it might be appropriate for them to have what we call a a telehealth unit or a telehealth um, setup in their home. And what would happen is your nurse or your therapist from the, the atrio home health team would come out. They would set some different items up, uh, maybe a scale to check your weight, uh, blood pressure cuffs, uh, maybe a pulse ox machine or something to, um, to check your, your O2 level and your pulse. And what can happen is that if you step on, if you use these things daily, The um, results get sent, you know, via technology. Again, it's 2022 uh, to a computer and the nurse is able to monitor those those check-ins, those weights, that blood pressure. And essentially that can kind of give you some key factors or ideas, okay, is this person's um, COPD, is it being controlled um, or mm-hmm. did they gain some weight? Is there some extra water weight? Things like that. Is their blood pressure too high? Those things really indicate whether or not medication and, and things that were changing are working. And it also helps with you know rehospitalization rate. Right? I know that that's something that Kim um, on the home health team you, that you look at that a lot, and Number we definitely yeah. we definitely don't <laughs> want anyone going you know to the hospital. And some of these things that we can check on a daily basis yeah. and monitor keep you from you know having an accident well, or an
2: issue. Not only that, Kate, I'm thinking fewer doctors' office visits as well. And again, that is a stressful thing for any of our aging parents or loved ones when they live at home, Anytime they have to venture out into the city, especially if they think they can drive, that's just an extra safety risk for them right there. So that telehealth is a really important tool and that in that the physician whole
0: area. can see the trends because the trends do get sent to the physician so they can see the trends of the, you know, heart rate, the blood pressure
2: it's wow, pretty cool uh kim fisher that's who you just heard with atrio home health we're also joined in this episode of this day and age by kate sylvester of atrio help at home as we wrap up this episode uh, i'm gonna just toss this to both of you guys there are some other home safety technologies out there uh some that we already experience in a lot of buildings uh it could be that automatic shut off of lighting, you know, and or things that turn on an oven uh, or automatically turn off an oven. We most most of us have irons, or if you are um, someone who uses a curling iron, those have auto shut offs. A lot of our stuff does, but these are things you guys that normally we wouldn't think about, including sensor lighting and dark activated lighting, which is interesting. Um, and probably more affordable than ever with the technology that that's out there
0: it is um, I definitely really like the motion detector lighting when somebody starts getting up a light goes on Mm -hmm. i think that's very important because so many of our seniors get up during the night sometimes one time sometimes five or six times that's a great point to um for bathroom needs um that's very common and lighting is a big issue but yeah you don't want it too bright either you just want enough lighting that they can safely mobilize in the home
2: and there are auto shutoffs for things like ovens and the, ranges now.
0: There is, and there's also um, automatic um, burner alerts. Um, I've come across this a couple of times where people still living at home with some dementia, but they're still using their stovetop and you worry about them turning off the Oh sure. the burners, and there is timers, burner alerts. That will be give both audio and visual cues that it's still on or that you need to turn off. I like that one, too.
2: And overflow faucet controls. I'll had admit to occasionally forgetting I had water running in one room and yeah. come back, and it's just at that point. Are there things that are easily kind of adaptive for a typical kitchen sink and things like that?
0: You know, that one I haven't run into very often. Have you, Kate?
1: Yeah, we, I mean, we try to make recommendations to modify as much as we can. So we do sometimes make some changes to whether it's a bathroom sink, a kitchen sink. Mm -hmm. We can definitely do that. Most of this stuff is, it's pretty easy to do and you can make the change you know, in any home, because we do see people, you know, good memory or bad, right? We sometimes make mistakes and, and stuff does overflow or we forget to turn off the the stove, the range. And some of those things do come with uh, some of the, the issues in cognition, the memory issues. And then if, if we're seeing a lot of memory issues like that, we do have some smart home wander management and home safety things like door and window contacts. So if someone is leaving the home and shouldn't be, you're notified. Um, Pressure sensitive alarms or mats if people are leaving and they shouldn't or yeah, they're getting up way too much in the night for an unknown reason. So I agree. all of these things, they're available. They're easy. For the most part, they're cost effective and any home can be adapted or changed or configured to make these things work.
2: Well, one of the other tips, too, is, and I saw this on my notes, and I thought, this is pretty interesting. Most people would never think about an electrical outlet as a safety risk other than for a baby. But I'm assuming, you guys, this is when mom or dad have to bend down, and they lose their balance, and they fall.
0: And I, I have seen it happen. So that's another area I assess. For making recommendations regarding their balance, making people aware, mm-hmm. um, this is a fall prevention strategy. So yes,
2: do you need an electrician, or there's some aftermarket things you can do to raise? an outlet higher. It
0: depends again, this is where you got to analyze the environment and see that's what's available point. and that's why every home is unique and you really have to analyze there's there is no fast and easy solution. Sometimes it can be as simple as just moving a chair to make be- better uh, that's, accessibility. <laughs> that's a great point. I mean that's yeah. you know sometimes the easiest solutions are right in front of us and sometimes yeah. it just takes a fresh pair of eyes to analyze a pers- person's movement their balance, um, what they have in their environment, what furniture. Sometimes, I say this a lot, sometimes people have too much furniture. And I have to quite frequently, and I say this in the most kindest, caring way, that they need to somehow declutter. I said everything's important. Um, I don't discount that. But you need to really be aware that too much furniture really hinders safe mobility. Yeah,
2: that's that's a great point. Yeah. And whatever you do with respect to those outlets, don't run an extension cord across the floor. Correct. A little bit of wisdom there. As we wrap up this episode of being safe in the home, Kate Sylvester of atrio help at home also Kim Fisher with atrio home health. any final words of wisdom for our listeners this has been a really important topic. hopefully a lot of people are thinking proactively about that next visit to Mom and dad. I will start with you, Kate Sylvester. any final words of wisdom on this being safe in the home?
1: Yeah, I think like we said earlier as a as a loved one as a a child of an aging parent be aware of what's going on as much as you can. Look at situations that maybe your parent is struggling and then look for some solutions. There's so many different home technology solutions at affordable costs that can really keep people safe. It can keep them aging right where they're at, right where they're most comfortable. And like we talked about, it gives such peace of mind. You know, if you just have to press a button for help or if your parent is Struggling with falls and mobility issues, and you know they have an automatic fall detector, that is just priceless. Um, so, and if you don't know what's right for you or your parent, just Call Atrio. You know, yeah. we, we can we can answer those questions for you and we can try to set you up with a solution that's right for you. So so don't put it off. Look and see what's available. You'll probably be surprised how many options and solutions there are at affordable prices and, and easy to implement in the home.
2: Kim Fisher, you get the last word of wisdom in this.
0: Yes, we, uh, we also have to take into account a person's finances, their ability to accept technology. We, you can have the greatest technology, and even you can have the best piece of equipment in the world. But if it doesn't fit the client's needs or their capabilities, it's not the best fit for the client. So that's why it's best to have an assessment um, yeah. of the, pers- the person, their surroundings, their environment.
2: Yeah, and... We started with this overarching word, which was assumptions. Don't make those assumptions. That's what Atrial Home Care is there for. You mentioned that, Kate. It, it's For those who have those phones, you just want to pick it up, uh, you can Google it or I can just give you the address. It's dot org. There's a ton of great resources on that website at Atrial Home Care. And if you're lucky enough, you may either get Kate Sylvester or Kim Fisher on the phone and then you're going to be really lucky thank you to both of you guys for joining me on this episode I've learned a lot and I know our listeners have learned a lot really appreciate your time
1: thank you yeah thanks so much
2: thanks so much we're sure a lot of you listening have a loved one or know someone with a loved one who, after hearing this, and your mind is working overtime, could benefit from some of these added safety measures as they continue to do what they want to do, which is age in their home. That's what this is all about and doing it safely. Now that we've armed you with a lot of great information, this is your opportunity to be proactive and keep them safe. You can learn more about atrial home care and how they can play a big role in this by simply visiting org, and you can find their phone number and a lot of great resources there, as I just mentioned. Most importantly, we thank you for listening. We have several other episodes of This Day and Age. You can subscribe to the podcast. And if you will, please, we already make this mandatory for every one of our guests. Share this episode with a friend or loved one. I had a lot of fun joining you. Thank you for listening. I'm Phil Tower. We'll catch you again on another episode of This Day and Age.